0: Welcome to the Hypnotic Healers Podcast, your home for insights and insider knowledge about hypnotic change work with your hosts, control practitioners and hypnotists, Nicole Mazzucato and Anthony Gitch.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hypnotic Healers. I'm Nicole Mazzucato and as always I'm here with my friend and co-host Anthony Gitch all the way over there. Our usual disclaimer before we get started, neither Anthony nor I are licensed medical professionals, psychologists or psychiatrists, so please do not make any changes or alterations to any treatments or medications that you're on based on the conversation you hear here today. Take what you like, leave the rest while you're leaving stuff, you could leave us a like, a love, a heart, a thumbs up, a review, get in touch, drop us a message, say hello.
0: And a healthy hello to you too, Nicole. It is always so nice to, as I say every time, it's so nice to see you, dear.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it's good to be here with you again.
0: Yes, it's, you know, it's when I don't get my, I, I almost call this with my friends, my Nicole time. Um, <laughs> because I get to, I you know, we, I, I learn so much from you and I learn a lot from our guest and I get to reflect mm-hmm. on a lot of things when we're done and I'm editing things. And it's like, so I listen to it again and again, and it's like, wow, I need to really write that part down. And what can I do with that? And how can I apply this to my own current situation or to a client's current mm-hmm. situation or anything like that? And with that in mind, today we are going to discuss what you are referring to as practice reflection. Yeah.
1: Yes, reflective practice.
0: Reflective practice. <laughs> yes, you know, there I go getting it backwards.
1: Bringing <laughs> <laughs> out the gate on the right foot. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No. So today we're gonna we're gonna look at reflective practice. So. This is something that you will usually, I, w- I say usually, I would hope that it's incorporated into, into every course where you're learning a process and you you engage in practice. Usually it's some kind of practice circle where you've got the practitioner, the the sort of client and an observer, right? And, and we did something similar when we were on the control course and, and most other courses that I've been on, that's part of it. It's a requirement that you work in that sort of way. And the reason that you do it when you're learning, obviously, it gives you a safe it gives you a safe place to practice the technique and the process that you're learning, with you know, kind of an observer in place to be able to give you that extra layer of um, objective input and feedback um, on 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 the process as as you're learning. So I know you've engaged in stuff like that, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, with every single training course that I do, teaching control. We have that mm. practitioner, client, observer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so w- yeah, when you're when you're learning something, it, like I say, it, pro- it provides this really safe space for you to learn and get really helpful feedback from people. Um, yeah, and also for you to reflect on your on your own processes as as a practitioner. But I think what happens is once we once we graduate from a course. Um, we stop doing those sorts of things voluntarily, right? Because you know maybe the, the the course provider you know stops encouraging you to do that, or we see it. Some people might see it as a waste of time in a sense. Like you know if I'm not getting paid, then why should I be engaging in in something like that? Um, which I personally believe is 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 a mistake. It's a it's a it's a mistake to think like that because we there's always space for us to learn and grow and improve in our practice. And I think that we, we very much do that by engaging in these sorts of practice circles with other professionals, right? That maybe work in a different way from us or, or that, you know, have trained in the same area as us. But they've, you know, we've, we've all evolved in, in our own different ways. But I think it's a really interesting practice to maintain. What do you think?
0: well i would tend to agree and and you're right i think a lot of people kind of shy away from it because they're like okay i've got this now i'm out here i'm doing it Mm -hmm. and and why do i need to go back and and revisit something that i have done and have been doing regularly and i know that for myself it's it's you know one of the things that you and i even do a little bit together at times um i think in a way um and and it's certainly something that i will always do with the students that i work with right because i i I, we do case studies and when i do and i review those case studies that is an objective way for me to you know help them look at the work they're doing from a different perspective and and Mm -hmm. that they get a a deeper understanding of of how processes work from outside of themselves. And I know that as control practitioners, obviously we have these monthly meetings where we can bring things in and and we we highly recommend get together with each other, keep doing this stuff and keep learning and keep practicing Mm -hmm. because the nuances are where the changes really happen, I think Mm -hmm. in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, I think there can be another another aspect that maybe puts people off of of, of looking for. and cre- I mean, oftentimes you have to go out and create it yourself, right? You have to reach yep. out to people. I've done this loads load throughout my career, reaching out to other people, creating little circles where we support each other, where we do practice sessions and, and whatnot. And I've learned so much from, from doing it and, and continue to do it regularly. Um, but I think and another aspect that pe- might put people off is, you know what if they don't think i'm 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 as good at this what if you know somebody tells me that i'm doing something wrong or you know kind of that fear of exposing themselves or being judged or, or being criticized or being you know like how can you call yourself a, a whatever practitioner you know you're not you're not doing it properly or something like that which is not not the objective of a reflective practice um session you know the objective is to help each other learn and grow and 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 maybe sh- kind of shine a light on each other's blind spots and mm-hmm. um, and 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 see how we can how we can develop from there but there's yeah. a there's a phrase that i wanted sorry go on
0: no 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 go ahead
1: so i, I don't know who this who this uh, i can't remember who this quote is from but the idea that we don't learn from experience we learn from reflecting on it which i think is a really powerful statement
0: yes it is and it, 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 that hits home, right? Because I'm always letting people learn from your experiences. And now I get to move into that statement a little bit deeper and and expand on it with them and say, hey, but wait a minute. It's not just looking at the experience, it's actually moving into it and really reflecting on it and, and challenging your thoughts about the experience. And, and what, you know, I think that that's interesting. I really like that statement.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah, I do too. And I think it's, it, 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 really kind of, you know, it really brings this together, this idea of reflective practice and reflecting on our own practice. I was very used to this as a teacher. So as a teacher, you'd get observed regularly by a director of studies or whatever. I was a director of studies for many years and also had to observe teachers and, at first it was horrific it was <laughs> it was just a horrible experience because you just feel so exposed right you just feel like you're you're really just kind of being analyzed and picked apart but anyone who's worth their salt who's doing the observation is entering it from you know this kind of space of i'm here to help you learn and grow and you know i'm not just going to nitpick on things that weren't perfect per se or whatever um, I'm here to shine, you know, congratulate you, acknowledge the things that you're doing really well. And, and again, shine that light on things that maybe, maybe you're not seeing. Um, and I, then when I, sorry, go on.
0: No, I think that it's important that you're kind of creating this differentiation between the idea of just practicing your skills with somebody and having the third person as the observer, mm-hmm. because you have to have that that objective piece that is not involved in the process in the moment to be able to understand and, and fully give you appropriate feedback.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's how so we can translate this and and this goes, I think this is true for any profession, right? Constant reflective, pr- constant reflection on how you're doing on how you're doing, on how you're growing, on how you're evolving in your role and what you're doing and, and where there's space from space for you to space for you to improve. So while we can we can work in a reflective practice circle, so we do have that objective observer there, um it's really important for us to be able to reflect on our own practice with our client where that third person isn't there. Okay, so I yeah. don't know that this is a practice that many people engage in as as a you know as a habit, you know, take that time after a session to sit down and maybe answer, ask themselves a few questions about, you know, how was the, how was that session for me? How did I show up for that? You know, did I have any expectations before, beforehand? Um, did I have anything going on that maybe, that I may be kind of brought into the session? How mm. did I, you know, how did I approach the client? How did I, you know, what have I learned from this session?
0: I think that, I think you're right in a lot of ways because people just get wrapped up in what they're doing. And the only time that they go back and do that is when this, whenever it is that they were working on isn't working. Right. And, and Mm. then it's, I wonder sometimes with some of the folks that I've observed, it's like, well, where was the client not? communicating with me and I think that that needs to be directed back to where was I like you just said where was I in that moment did I show up fully a hundred percent without any kind of judgment without any kind of expectation just to create the space for the client to grow and learn in the way that they needed to and was I able to provide the direction and and the words that they needed and how can I do better right. on that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I think there's some, there's some really interesting questions that we can ask ourselves. You know, even if you just have like a, some set questions and you take a few minutes after a session just to sit down and think about those and, and maybe write down your answers. So there's this, there's this idea that you've got um, kind of like a hot reflection and a cold reflection. So the hot reflection is straight after the session where you literally kind of close down your zoom or the client leaves or whatever you take your few questions and answer them and cold reflection is maybe a few days later when you're more emotionally removed from you know from that session so you can look at it from from a different angle as well um if obviously if you're working with a lot of clients it's very difficult to come back to to come right. back to some of those sessions a few days later
0: but it's important. And I, and here's my big question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm. What are some of those hot questions?
1: Yeah, I I think, I don't know that they necessarily have to be different, the sessions or or the questions, or maybe they do. I'm not sure. Again, I think it's easier easier for you to answer maybe some questions straight after the session. So that hot reflection in terms of, you know, what have I got going on today that I may be brought into the session or how, how am I feeling today? And how is that, how, how do I feel like that's impacted the session? Um, how do I feel about this session? Has it been an easy session? Has it been a challenging session? How have I approached the session? Did I have any expectations beforehand? The same sort of sorts of questions that I was asking, that I was asking before. Um, I guess maybe the, the, cold question so the ones from a few days later looking back on that session looking back on my reflections from straight after the session what new insight and understanding have i gained about myself as a practitioner and and about how i approach that particular client let's say in that particular moment is there space for me you know what can what can i learn from this and right and on. how can i put that learning into practice moving forward
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, and it's I'm not going to say I do it with every client, but I certainly just because I do try um, when I've in my regular mode of being. i I write each night right i mean i try to sit down and i try Mm -hmm. to reflect on my day in general what went well today what didn't go so well today what were the challenges how can i overcome those challenges and do they need to follow me into tomorrow or can i let them go and do they need further exploration or do they not right um and i like to ask myself those things i like to do you know, the is that true sort of stuff um, when I do reflection on, on uh, internal inquiry is what I call it, that, that inquiry piece mm-hmm. of myself, where was I today and how did I, how did I present to the world, mm. right? How did I present to this client? Was I able to show up fully for them and give them the space that they needed in order to get mm. what it is that they came to me to get?
1: Yeah yeah and you you said something a little while ago, I think, um that you said we usually we usually reserve kind of reflection for sessions that have been more challenging <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than sessions that have gone well. When I'm mentoring students, um the first thing, especially when we're doing we're, we're doing case study work, the first thing I'll always ask them is what went well in that session. Um, but then at the same time, I've also encouraged them to bring forward their most challenging case study. Um, so the reason I'm asking them to focus on what went well, and I always say this, it's so important. You know, we've all had sessions where we've come away thinking, God, that was not my best work. You know, for whatever reason, <laughs> I, I didn't feel Never, that. that ever. <laughs> <finished>. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. We've all had a session like that where we've come away going, oh, "Absolutely, dear, what, you know what happened? What happened there? You know what was going on? What happened there?" And oftentimes the client is none the wiser, right? Oftentimes the client, "Oh, you know that was that was brilliant, whatnot," because they don't know what else to expect. But we know that with some, you know, there was something about us, about the situation, about that day, whatever, where we weren't on on our top game. So the reason I ask students to bring. First of all, what it is that they 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 felt went well about the session. It's so important for us to be able to identify both where we're doing well and where we need to improve. Maybe where there's areas that I wasn't really sure about that particular part of the process or that particular tool. Um, this thing came up that caught me off guard, and and this is how I handled it. But potentially there's there's you know a different approach or a different way or a different you know something else that I could have done. So we need to have the balance and we're very good at being critical of ourselves. We're very good at being harsh, you know, harsh on ourselves in our day-to-day life. We're very good at kind of nitpicking and calling ourselves all sorts of names. So that's why I really want to start with what went well. And then from there we can go into, okay, so now what were the challenges for you in that session? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, the reason I ask people to bring forward a a challenging session and potentially their most challenging session from the case studies that they've got is because the sessions that go really well, like you say, there's very little learning for us, or it's more difficult for us to to extract the learning from that. The sessions that have been more challenging is usually that's why we tend to reflect more on those sessions, because there's so much more learning for us to take from.
0: Right, because... I, for myself, and you know, I never mind using myself as an example um, because I'm constantly <coughs> learning, I'm constantly evolving, and I'm proud of that. Right? Um, I want to mm. be a better man tomorrow than I am today, and I and I and I strive to do that. I'm not always perfect at that, but you know, I I I think about particularly if I've had a challenging client and I had one this week and after it was over, I told you a little bit about it earlier when we were talking and, and, you know, after it was over, I was like, okay, what could I have done differently in order to help this person be more successful? Where uh, literally, where was I? And I thought, and it came down to, and this is something that people need to recognize. Sometimes you have done the absolute best that you can do and, and be in a completely open and, and giving and creating sacred space that is healthy and welcoming. And that client still may not get what it is they're looking for. And it has nothing to do with you. It has to do where they are. And you as Mm -hmm. a practitioner need to recognize the things that you are capable of owning and that you should own. I'm not going to say should, but need to own and need to work on. Um, Because there Mm -hmm. are some things that are not your responsibility and that, you Mm -hmm. know, that's the reflective part that you need to take away from that is that Mm -hmm. now I was really there. And, and, and I did the very best that I could, and I was at the top of my game. And unfortunately, like we've said before, when we've talked about other things, this wasn't the right fit because sometimes it's just not a good fit.
1: Yeah. It may be that it's not the right fit, or it may just be that, you know, the client is in a, is in a certain, a particular space right. where they're not responding in a way that may be. Um, maybe they would normally, maybe that you would, you, you're kind of expect, you would expect them to, or yeah, maybe, maybe they're not kind of there in the way in the, let's say ideal in inverted commas in, in the right. ideal way. Right. Cause it may be that we have a consultation with somebody and they show up in one way and then they come to the session and they show up in a different way for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Because we're doing deep, you know, we're starting to do the work and it, it's, it's hitting a deeper nerve for them or they've had a shit day or yep, whatever.
0: Right. Or they may not be ready to commit to actually making the change.
1: I think that that is
0: sometimes i I mean we have to we i I think that we have to give space for all of those all of those things that could happen um Mm -hmm. and and i and i think that as practitioners we need to be able to sometimes just say it's i'm i'm okay i'm okay this i i did the best i could do and that's just the best i could do
1: yeah yeah exactly so um yeah and and I think the other part of this and you, you already mentioned it was supervision or at least if if you don't have a regular supervision group at least having a circle of friends who are practitioners or colleagues you know that you can reach out to and and talk about um talk about your sessions again with the idea of getting that objective input from somebody okay they weren't necessarily in the session with you but at least you can talk about your experience and and share your reflections and get an objective sounding board so again that maybe somebody else can can see something that you're that you're not seeing
0: i like to do that because sometimes you know i shine such a bright light that i simply can't see through to the darkness that i you know i'm being i'm being a smart <laughs> ass but you know what i mean i i love to have those meetings where somebody's reading over my notes and I'm telling them what I did and and how I may have responded to a particular challenge or something like that. And they're like, mm. and you're the best one for me at this because you're you're one of those people who do not mind calling me out on my shit. And you're like, oh, but Anthony, did you really think about that? And I'm like, ooh. Ooh, ouch! Maybe I didn't, Um, right? And you know that helps me to grow and to do better next time. Because when that happens, very seldom will I repeat that mistake again. Because Mm. those things really stick in my mind, right? I mean, they really stick in my mind as at at a forefront. And when it starts to, you know, that emotional resonancy, right? That that vibration is hanging out there in my nervous system. And when something starts to feel the same way all of a sudden it's right there and and that neural connection is made and it's sparked and it's like, ah, oh, that's right. This is where I need to kind of remind myself of this piece. And how can I apply what I learned to what's happening now?
1: Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there you go. Reflective practice in in, yeah. in a couple of different formats. Reflective practice circles, reflective reflecting on your own practice. I think it's a nice um I think it's a nice habit to to form as a practitioner. As as a practitioner of anything, as as any kind of professional, being able to take a few minutes at the end of the day even just to reflect on your experience of the day. Um I don't know. It could be applied to anything. It could be applied to parenting. It could be oh my applied God, to could your it relationship. Ever. Huh. You know, it could think, it could really be applied to anything.
0: Well, you know, I mean, just from this conversation, of course, like usual, um I'm in a, what I'm taking from this is that I need to try to start a local group for local hypnotists in my area where we can get together live and 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 actually specifically do this because mm. this is a new concept to me. I mean the, the personal reflection is something I've always kind of done, but I had never considered doing it with others in this kind of in this kind of way. Mm. I've done the mentoring thing, but just getting mm. together with a group of peers um, and saying, all right guys, let's talk about this where are we at here Mm -hmm. um you know i mean we we get together there's many hypnotists here where i live and we get together and we hang out and we have a good time socially but i don't know in fact i do know we don't get together and we don't do this and this may be a good thing for us to add to our you know maybe we can spend Uh, 45 minutes before, you know, we start the socializing part of it and just kind of really bounce things off of each other very deliberately, not casually, but deliberately in this regard. And I, and I think that that, you know, so it's inspired me to possibly, you know, to reach out to some some folks and do this. And I hope. Yeah.
1: And I would encourage. Yeah. Go on.
0: Well I, I hope that through our conversation with this that other people are are, are are thinking the same thing that I am that hey, yeah, I do want to reach out and I do want to do this. And if there's any of those listeners that are interested, hey, call out, reach out to me. Um, I'm totally open to to doing this with folks and and um, seeing where we can go with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would certainly encourage people to to connect with other people and, and do this sort of thing. And I, I know some people struggle to, to to reach out, but you've got to be the one to create these sorts of circles. Like I say, I've reached out to so many people and created so many of these little groups. Whether it's been, you know, let's work on our businesses together, let's um, learn a new tool together, let's um, you know, kind of have a weekly meeting where we talk about this. Look, some of them die on their ass and that's fine but you know we've we've met up a few times and 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 then that was that was it some of them have been kind of more longer term and and that's great and that's great too some of them have just we've mutually decided to come to an end i had an accountability partner for a solid year we met up every week for a solid year to talk about our businesses um and then literally it was kind of like on the one year anniversary we were both like i think we're done you know we've, we've gone as far as we as we can with each other here Um, Mm -hmm. and, and that was it. So it it has to come from you really go out and and find people and, and invite people to do these, you know, to collaborate in these ways, um, and, and create support networks.
0: And you never know. I mean, that's how you and I first started Mm -hmm. our staff was was kind of accountability stuff and how can we help each other and how can we support each other and how can we reflect on this stuff and so and and it's turned into you know a phenomenal friendship
1: yep exactly exactly so thanks for thanks for listening
0: yes and thanks everybody for for we know the feedback that you will be providing us as nicole says like us love us share us around to your friends more importantly share us around to people that you think are are going to be able to benefit from the things that nicole and i share and the things that we talk about because those are the people that we really want to be able to help
1: mm, absolutely yeah for sure so that's it i think for this week and we'll see you guys yep. next week
0: all right everybody bye take care. Thanks for listening to the Hypnotic Healers podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on Facebook.